Hello, this is David Geckel from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm a Leeds United fan. And we're back, bitches, and we're never fucking leaving. And you're listening to the DU Football Show. I imagine he's that excited about a uh, draw to Chelsea as well. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, that's not the story of the fucking weekend. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Come on, you Arsenal. Uh, what's funny is, is before that, the most entertaining game of the week was Burnley and Everton up until that point. Fair enough. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the very happy, very proud... Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Hey, a North London Derby victory is the sweetest, sweetest day of the year. I'll tell you what. Yeah, especially because uh, leading up to it was nothing but squeaky bum time because you were afraid that you might actually lose two to him for the first time. 100%. In a long fucking time. Very long time. Yeah, <coughs> absolutely. It was, it was brilliant. That's okay. Jose, Jose did it all right up for you. <laughs> Perfectly. Fair enough. Woo. Pre, post, everything. He just completely jose the whole fucking thing up. Yes, he did. And I loved it. Mm. Loved every second of it. We're recording at Studio H just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Uh, and should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. Um, you can get in touch via the internet, uh, <laughs> of course. Uh <laughs> Email is um, dfootballshow at gmail.com and the social medias are at dfootballshow and make sure, as usual, I'm going to ple- say this for as long as I can, Drunkard United FC, find the closed Facebook group. You have to find that group. It is where all the bants happen. Yep. And it is so much fun. S-A-R, Woke Sam, <laughs> all kinds of silliness going on Jeep in there. being an asshole. <laughs> Love it. Cheat <laughs> goes all out. It's... <laughs> I, I, Ray I, posting pictures of food. I, I always, <laughs> G, G just put stuff up there, and I'm like, uh, that just, ooh, that wouldn't go over so well in general public there, kid. <laughs> yeah, Jeet's a funny one. Yeah, but the, uh, and then Ray with his full English fry up. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too bad. Without the pudding, because that was still coming on Amazon. <laughs> Smokey appreciated the no pudding bit, though. Because uh, Smokey don't care for no pudding. So one thing I do want to uh, implore everybody to do, and I'm going to applaud a few people for doing it right off the bat. Whenever we uh, put out the show, you know, we always talk about subscribing and following and all that good kind of stuff. Uh, the new thing on Apple Podcasts will now be called following. You don't subscribe to the uh, show anymore. You follow quote, the show is the word. But Rate, for- review, follow. <coughs> yes. Um, RRF. But, no. Um, <laughs> all the way all the way across the world in Australia one Mr. Tim A is the best at doing this Tim A it, it doesn't matter what time of day I put up the post for the show 
retweeted and favorited by Timmy within like 30 fucking seconds. Because well, um, yeah, he's fucking midday there, man. The, the, <laughs> Uh, I mean, all the, I mean, I could do it where it would be like midnight at his end somehow. Boop, boop, yeah, favorite because it's noon there. <laughs> no, min, I'm talking midnight his time. Like oh. it's noon here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like it's, My bad. I get we're in the upside I'm down not, world. I misunderstood what you were saying. <laughs> yes. Hey, fun fact. I'm, the toilet bowl, when you flush it, spins left down there. It doesn't. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, Graham, I'm trying to get to important <laughs> stuff. Everything you learned in life, you learned from the Simpsons. <laughs> All right, Mel, oh, mute button. Sam, shit. you got me in trouble. <laughs> I'm trying to help out the show here, but Smokey does it a ton. All the Fulham people, when we opened with uh, Fulham uh, last week, uh, only when we opened well, with them. But they showed a lot of love. There was lots of uh, lots of retweets of our show, lots of uh, favorites. So, Facebook, Instagram stories, um, using Twitter, just put it out there. We put up the show. Just take a quick second, share, and say, hey, this is what I'm listening to. Taylor was on it on his yep. trip uh, and then coming back with his with uh, Christopher Reed. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. His, his boy. Lovely old beard he has as oh, well. yeah. A lot of beard uh, on that man. Yeah. First time Malort. Yeah. Fantastic. Shared so, that video, which you can only find <laughs> exclusively on Drunken United FC. Exactly. So please get Search a chance. that Facebook group. Fuck's sake. Please share. Please share with everybody on uh, your socials. It does a lot for us and it helps uh, helps drive traffic and it means the world to us. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both share a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, the Irish theme keeps going. And by the way, confirmation, the last Irish will be here Thursday. We will be able to Fuck do them yeah. all. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. So this week, uh, we are drinking the number 14 whiskey on Whiskey Advocate's Top 20 of 2020. This is the Drum Shambo Single Pot Still Whiskey coming in at 86 proof. It will run you between $62.99 and $69.99 on the shelf. It received a 92 panel rating from Whiskey Advocate. After decades of Consolidation. Sorry, it's mm-hmm. hyphenated across two lines. So I sounded out in my head. Uh, Ireland is experiencing a craft whiskey uh, renaissance. Founded in 2014, the Shed Distillery delivers the first whiskey from the western province of Connacht uh, in over a century. Polished, creamy sweetness and aromatic spices herald this drinking dram, this striking dram, sorry, uh, which has been triple distilled and then matured in first fill bourbon and Oloroso sherry casks. Aromas of caramel, brioche, satsuma, and dried apricot draw you in, ushering in a luscious palette of pear, apple, and freewheeling spices. <laughs> Maybe they should be in the conversion therapy class. <laughs> uh, bolstered by dried citrus, lime, and toasted coconut. What I meant by that joke, ladies and gentlemen, is a little bit of an inside joke, which you can <laughs> always find at www.patreon.com backslash do you football show, where you can sign up to one of the top two tiers and get our pre-show and post-show, you know, extra content. Uh, Sam, I just wanted to let you know real quick before we bother talking about the whiskey here, just want to let you know I'm better than you. <laughs> I'm better than you, okay? <laughs> Opportunity uh, to point sh- things out, and I don't. I'm better than you. Make sure you drink responsibly, everyone. Very good. Uh, it's a lovely little dram. It really is. Um, I found last week's uh, single I wish pot we still. could title the show Whore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it would be a good title because, well, you are one. The uh, last week's one was a little sweeter, had a little more honey to it. Uh, this seems to have a little bit more complexity to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, the honey is... Relatively prevalent up front for me. 
Um, but there's a lot more caramel to it that kind of rounds it out and gives it more yeah. of a full texture, I guess. Yeah. Um, definitely full bodied. Uh, very happy with this with this dram. <laughs> so this drinks more like a proper whiskey to me than last week. Like you said, last week mm -hmm. was very sweet up front. Um, this one's a bit more. Yeah. Last week's I found was very drinkable though. That's one. Oh, you, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. one you could get in trouble. It was with. still good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But this, the, I prefer this one. And these are back to back, right? This was number 14. The Teeling was number 15, right? Teeling was 15. Yep. The, and in my opinion, it's, it is better than the Teeling. Yeah. So a lot of people, you may know, um, the drum shambo, you might not have heard of before, but you would know from the label because it has a jackalope, the, uh, the rabbit with the famed the rabbit with deer, deer horns. Right. right. And um, they are not known, to be mistaken with Jackaloon, <coughs> which is what you like to call people. You old fuck. <laughs> I call you that all the time. But what you may be more maybe more recognizable if you saw this bottle is there's a gin that they make called Gunpowder Gin. Mm -hmm. That's the same style bottle. It's got kind of a rimmed kind of outside to it. There's like edges around the outside of the bottle. Yep. And oh, it's kind powder, of a, yeah. Yeah. And it's like a little uh, light blue colored bottle as yep, well. Absolutely. Uh, clearly this was, they were, they've been making whiskey. They were selling gin obviously at first to while they were the making bills. whiskey. Yeah. And, and for them, this is a craft place kind of instead of doing what a lot of uh, the rest of the Irish distilleries did, which was go out and buy some whiskey. Because let's face it, it was readily there. You were able to buy it. But they also realized, hmm, eventually that whiskey's going to dry up. Guess what's happened? That whiskey is dried up. Mm -hmm. So people like, as much as I love Glendalock, aren't able to do a standard 7 and 13 anymore simply because they can't get that whiskey. Like, Correct. So they're being forced to do like really kind of like they did like a 17-year-old and like a 25-year-old. Well, then that starts getting up into the hundreds as far as a price point on a bottle. You're not able to sell as many units. So, yep. because you're kind of forced to buy what is available, what mm -hmm. can you get your hands on? Absolutely. So uh, credit to them on that regards to just kind of from the get go, go, all right, we'll take our licks. Everybody else will have whiskey out there, but we'll make ours. We'll sit back. We'll wait as things grow. We'll eventually have a chance to shine. And clearly they did with this being kind of their first quote offering of, of whiskey. It's a solid dram. It's really good. Really good. Uh, yeah. Booze. I'm very, very impressed with it. The the good thing about our friends at Glendalock, uh, who both of us know very well, um, is that they also have a gin. So the hopes is that they've laid some of their own whiskey down, uh, and are just waiting for it to mature properly to, to be released. They, they had a pot still that they released as well. Everybody released pot stills over the past year. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much everybody did. And that's why you saw so many single pot stills get recognition on the top 20. It's because that's what everyone was putting out. And it was frankly, whiskey advocates opportunity to finally judge Irish whiskey that distilleries themselves were making and not, you know, right. buying, buying, buying from whiskey, the finishing distillery. it for six months in a different barrel and then bottling it. Yeah. Precisely. Precisely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know that I get any freewheeling spices off this one. I think I get very calm, mature, regular spices in yeah. this one. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's complex. Yes. It was Nothing. a good joke. It was a good joke. <laughs> but when you make the same joke three times, That's you know, right. I don't the, care. the first don't one care. we laugh, the second one we giggle, the third one we do nothing. I don't care. All right. I'm going to beat this horse until it's dead. All right. Or well, no, that's not the saying, is it? Nope. Now you're not, beating a dead horse. Beating a dead horse. The horse is already dead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you, Sorry. Are you beating it into hamburger? Like, that's <laughs> where you can, only way you could add on to it is for beating it into something. Yeah, by the way, point. I started working for Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a great show. Oh my boys gosh. And girls. Get some alcohol in your system now, please. <laughs> 
The North London Derby did not disappoint. Come on! Both on and off the pitch and in the pre and post games. Arsenal 2, Tottenham 1. Spurs had all the momentum going in. Your manager tries to fuck it off right before the match starts, and yet somehow your boys came out lively. Uh, Bamiang tried to fuck it off for being late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the big, big deal to that is I think it was the right call, especially with so many young players in the team. You have to set an example. They're obviously going to stick with Arteta. Uh, he's not going to get fired anytime soon, in my opinion. Nope. So he has to stamp his authority. Uh, on the back of Aubameyang inking that that long-term deal, <laughs> that three- or four-year deal, whatever it was, for that much money. I've got that Fortnite money, motherfucker. <laughs> you can't let him fuck this off, right? Yeah. You have to hold him to the same, if not a higher standard, being the captain of the club. Yeah, I, I was about to say, he wears the armband. You have to hold him accountable. Exactly. So now players like... Uh, Bakuyo Saka, uh, uh, Emil uh, Smith Rowe, um, Kieran Tierney, uh, to an extent, Hector Bellerin, who's only still 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, you forget that he moved to Arsenal so young, he's been there a long time, right? But still a relatively young man. You send the example to these people, you know, you make the point that, hey, we're not going to tolerate this shit. We're a professional fucking outfit. I don't care who you are or how big you think you are. You're going to get dropped. You want to play, you fucking be here on time. And so, also, didn't backfire. No, especially because he never had to sub him in either. Correct. So, he made him sit on the bench the whole match. He sat up in the corner kind of pouting, not Mm -hmm. really taking part in anything. But, lesson learned, and you get the W in the big derby. Absolutely. That's that's big. It was brilliant. Um, Arsenal had everything uh, in terms of play. In my opinion, in, in the first half, they were unlucky to go behind uh, to that Rabana um, from uh, from Eric Lamella. Obviously, it nutmegged uh, Gabrielle. It rooted David Luiz to the spot. Uh, also rooted Bird Leno to the spot. Um, nobody was getting to it. Not the first Rabana Eric Lamella has scored uh, in his career. One would say the other one was prettier because he put it up in the upper 90s. In the corner, yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, but... You know, good on him. Great goal. Uh, sees red later on. So from from hero to zero real quick. Um, but Martin Odegaard, the uh, big O with the line through it. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, scored, obviously, right before halftime, which kind of took the wind out of Tottenham sails. Uh, when he equalized, ML Smith-Rowe crashed it against the bar. Uh, we also hit a post in the game. They hit a post in the game uh, as well. So it was this this game had everything. It was lovely. I, I couldn't. It was so much fun to watch. It was end-to-end stuff. It was, it was brilliant. That goal happened, and you dropped all the F-bombs running around the house losing your fucking mind. I was in the know? garage smoking a cigar. I almost spilled my beer and broke my whiskey glass. Yeah. Like Very Joe, close. Joe must throw it like out into the street, the whiskey glass, like just that furious. Yeah, the, the other part that sucks, well, it doesn't suck, <laughs> uh, but right behind my house is another row of houses mm-hmm. that... Um, Directly behind my parking pad is just a brick wall. And either side of my parking pad are two windows. So I have all the area to aim at. Right. (laughs) Where it won't actually hurt anything. Right. Other than getting broken glass everywhere. (laughs) So I did resist the urge to do it. But, um, and then Odegaard saved me and changed my mood. Uh, I think the penalty in the second half was a definite penalty. Tottenham did look changed when they Mm -hmm. first came out. Um, they did look a, a, a bit more at the at the races, uh, but Arsenal had enough to deal with it. It wasn't until they went down to 10 men 
that Tottenham actually turned on the intensity. Right. It was a little disheartening to see Arsenal try to shoot themselves in the foot uh, in those last few minutes. It was a great clearance by Gabriel uh, off the line after Bird Leno um, dove, missed, and it hit the post. Came back out um, to maybe Harry Kane, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. And Gabriel headed it off the line on his follow-up while Bert Leno was still on the ground. Um, but it was, it, I thought it was a, a pretty standard all-around performance from Arsenal. Um, had, a, had a little bit of everything. Had a, a bit of worry, <laughs> a bit of panache uh, at the same time. Had some decent finishing. Had a couple of posts. Had a period in which they should have been on top and weren't. I mean, it, it just all kind of snowballed into what you expect from the Arsenal. Oh, but, you had to you had to feel after you go down one nothing. But we like, got the result. You're like, oh fuck. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Fuck. I felt that way. I said because we had gonna, all of the play. Yeah, we're gonna get fucking Jose today. And that was after ML Smith Rowe had hit the post <laughs> or at the crossbar. Yeah, it, uh, uh, it was a fantastic at, strike. That at, was at 15 minutes and 20 seconds. Which trust me, I was glad he hit the post because if that had gone in, I'd have screamed. My uh, my bet fucking oh yeah. I, I was ama- I was truly amazed. I honestly thought that my butt was going to hit because I was. Well, we convinced. had a we had a lot of chances, but thought there was, was nobody attack. There was nobody attacking the crosses in the box, and yeah. Tottenham for whatever reason, with all the mistakes. Right, one of the funniest things a, a friend of mine, Miguel, in uh, in 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 the uh, Charm City Gooners, um, made the comment on the match thread. He said, "Just a quick question. I'm glad they aren't, but why isn't Tottenham pressing us with knowing all of the mental mistakes we've made playing out of the back in the last two, three weeks, especially considering exactly what happened last week with Burnley. Right. My, my reply was, (laughs) shh, don't tell them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why are you putting it out there in the ethos? You idiot. All right. So we'll get to, we'll get to Jose and all his, but it was, it was great because they didn't press us. Right. We'll get to Jose's tactics in a second. (laughs) I, I would be remiss if I didn't, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, bring up one thing. Uh, Eric Lamella's first yellow card. I would, um, if anybody remembers that he slid through the ball and uh, the man in the ball, and as he slid through, his feet kind of hit the ground and he immediately popped up into the air. I would like to say um, he was doing what I call pulling a gram because as he went through the man hard, definitely fouled him, his legs hit the ground, he's popping up and no shit He's still basically on his back coming forward. He's already waving his finger going, no, 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 no. (laughs) There was a hint (laughs) of some of my past in there. Oh, no, that is you to a T. You you fouling a motherfucker, and as you're fouling him, already waving through. Still waving, yeah, no chance. Nope, nope, I did not do this. Fuck off, I did not foul him. So Jose sets up the big uh, attacking lineup that then doesn't go and attack at all, as you've already mentioned, then quickly pulls the hook on Gareth Bale in the 55th minute. Yep. And well, he was largely anonymous in the first half. He provided <laughs> no help to Serge, uh, uh, Sergio Reguilon. Right. Um, there was nothing doing there. At one would debate nobody was doing anything in the first half for them. Harry Kane started dropping back to the halfway line to try to create something, to try to help link up play, because we were dominating the midfield. Oh, completely. That was the best, and I've slagged (laughs) them off, so credit where credit's due. I've slagged them off before. Thomas Partey was probably um, the best player on the pitch for me. Yeah, well, finally. Finally. He was fantastic. For all of the shit that I talked about him, because of him walking off the field, you know, Mid play, mm-hmm. um, and and all that kind of stuff. He was 
everywhere. Broke up the play well, kept the pressure on. He did everything spot on. <laughs> For everything that we worry about Grant Jacka and him being yeah, he's had a good season as well overall, but for everything we worry about him having a, a you know a, a lapse in concentration or a, or a moment of madness, Thomas Partey looked every bit the calm, cool, collected, hard man that we bought from from um, Atletico Madrid. Yeah. So uh, post match, Jose uh, promptly takes his entire team by the collar and the back of their pants and throws them right under the bus and yeah. saying. We were poor the entire first half. We were lucky to be ahead. We were lucky to be at a draw. He's not lying. I had to make changes because people weren't playing hard enough, which the change you made at the 55th minute was bail. So that's basically saying you can read between the lines there. Bale wasn't playing well. He needs to play better. So I'm taking him off the pitch. Well, and pre-match, what'd he say? You know, Bale had a lot of injuries. He came here <laughs> mentally scarred. Mm-hmm. And he had to break through those barriers, and he did. We just supported him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't us. It was him. And then he comes out and does this. And fucks him and right off. And mentally scars him again. The, <laughs> um, the, then, That's then like he, when then somebody claims, curses at your kids or curses at your wife or something. You, yeah. Hey, watch your mouth. What? You just said fuck too. Right. Hey, they're my kids. It's my wife. <laughs> Yeah, I could curse it at them or, or you around them or whatever. You can't, you know, yeah. or off. you can't make fun of my brother. Only I can. You right. know what I mean? Like that sort of Heard. that was kind of it. He showed up with mental scars, but I'm the only one allowed to scar him. I am okay. allowed so to I verbally gotta, abuse yeah. him, not anybody else. Even, <laughs> I have though, to, <laughs> even though he's the property of Real Madrid, as I've said multiple times, only I'm allowed to damage him. Yeah. So I had to fix it and heal his scar so I could scar him and be the only <laughs> scar in town. Exactly. Jackass. And then um, <laughs> uh, very upset that the uh, that apparently the uh, referees don't do a presser, uh, which is yeah. like, which what? again, like, okay, I, I forgive Lewis Dunk as a player for doing it because, you know, he was directly involved in a play. I don't disagree the with the point, off, but, but that's not a good deflection tactic. Right. <laughs> and then goes, there's no way that's a penalty. It um, is. I'm sorry. 100% every time. It doesn't matter where it is on the pitch. If the ball gets played away and a player goes through another player, like what has happened, a foul gets called. It happened to be in the penalty box. So a penalty got called. The it was a fucking foul. Lacazette's leg was up around his waist. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is Davison Sanchez's studs doing all the way up there? Yeah. yeah. Had he kept his foot down, he wouldn't have even made contact. Right. Yeah. He would have missed him completely. Yeah. It's a dangerous play in general. Yeah. So I mean, what are you was, doing? So so for you. But calmly taking penalty. Lacazette tucked that oh, away yeah. brilliantly. Perfectly taken penalty. Now, for you, that's a huge win that now puts you firmly back in the conversation for a European place. It's something that we can absolutely build on. It's something that will humble Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hopefully bring him back to being a full-out, you know, balls-to-the-wall member of this team. Um, even though he he is their leader and, and and over recent performances has played well, but he needs to keep his feet on the ground. Um, this is still a project, and he's supposed to be the spearhead of that project. Right. Um, so this this is massive for us. Um, it's a big deal, especially after the setback of the last two games. This is a a big big deal um, that we did this, and uh, and I, I really think we can go into the last ten games of the season very optimistic about what's going to happen. But as a a friend of mine, also in Charm City Gooners, a a guy named Neil, um, shared with us today on Facebook a um, creative article that he wrote 
uh, a creative essay that he wrote for one of his writing classes, blokes in college. Uh, and it was about a match day experience and just supporting Arsenal in general and being at the Abbey and all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the lines he said uh, that that is popular in Arsenal trope, it's the hope that kills you. The top four continue to remain tight with a few surprising score lines. Leicester City 5, Sheffield nil, Leeds nil, Chelsea nil, Man U 1, West Ham nil. Um, Leicester, Vardy can't score, don't matter. Why? Welcome to the Kalechi and the Acho show. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> this trick. Absolutely. And he could have had four, <clears throat> but he tried to tee up Vardy once or twice. Yep. Um, it was an absolutely dominating performance uh, from Leicester City. A couple of assists for Vardy and then the own goal, which technically Vardy counts scored. as an assist. Yeah, yeah. should. Definitely. Um, because it was all, all his hard work that, that got it done. Right. But Iniacho scored a couple of brilliant goals. The one from outside the area was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He looked off the pass at the exact right moment to make the defender shift. That little half yard of space opened up, and then he just absolutely cranked it into mm-hmm. the bottom right-hand corner. It was a, a brilliant performance from Leicester. Sheffield United obviously losing Chris Wilder to, to quote-unquote, mutual consent. Uh, we'll get um, to that in a second. Let's right, talk Leicester but, first. No, w- what I'm saying is, is is they just already weren't playing well, looked a shell of themselves, and the last person you want to come up when you're empty mm-hmm. is Jamie fucking Vardy. Yeah. And he made you pay. Yeah. He he absolutely opened the game up with his passing this time, turn yeah. provider, and it was it was fantastic. <laughs> it's like he you know, when he turns forty and he's done being a forward, he could drop right in as a number ten. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, it was, it was fantastic. I, the 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 I think it was the last goal for for uh, Iniacho. Was it Tielemans that played Vardy through on mm-hmm. the left first time with his wrong foot across the defense and a perfectly weighted pass? Iniacho first time. Yep, right into in the, the near back of the net. It, was, it was just lovely, lovely stuff. He couldn't beat it. So Iniacho kind of filling in the role of Barnes and. Uh, yep. And Iosi Perez, to a lesser extent, kind of filling in the role of uh, Madison, of Madison very well. Absolutely, they they were <laughs> they were creative, they were buzzing, they were all over the place. They just looked full of confidence and and ready to rock and roll. But again, part of that comes down to Sheffield United were there for the taking, which is exactly what I'm about to get into. Now, so the only bridge I want to say mm-hmm. is is as that fifth goal went in in what the 78th minute or whatever it was, right? The only bigger Leicester City fans than actual Leicester City fans in this moment were Southampton fans. Please score more. Please score more. Please hit four more in the last 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So they stopped talking about our 9 nothing loss. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, the So last week we talked about it on the show. We're at post-match. Uh, Christopher Wilder said, you know, I could do without a few of the players and I could do without a few of the players right now if that's possible. Uh, Sheffield United decided, uh, well, we could do without you. Yep. Um Mutual consent, uh, honestly, the reason why this is, quote, mutual consent and why this happens, uh, he's a boyhood fan of the club. He took the team from League One to the championship right up to the Premier League. So it, it's probably the best manager of their history. I was Yeah, one of the, one of the pundits I listened to on SiriusXM was saying the exact same thing. Um, they're not one that have lifted a ton of trophies or, or anything like that. So the, this may have been arguably the most successful point in their history 
biggest achievement in their history was going from League One to the Premier League in two straight seasons. I think they were maybe trying to let it. Was it two? I think and, it was two straight seasons. And I and I think that respect is why he still had his job in the first place. Absolutely. As we talked about last week, he'd have been fired in November if he was any other manager in football. Yep. Uh, and he leaves perfect time for Big Sam to take over. <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> they I think for for that scenario he. They obviously didn't want to let him go, but he started to get a little too mouthy about things mm-hmm. and about how he saw things going. Uh, well, it, and at it, that point, it, you read as it, you said, you read it's a, his boyhood club. Right. So there's so much passion for him and what he cares about. Yep. But then you reach his point. So you can't just fire him because then you, the, you fan, look like dickheads. The, the yeah. fan base will lose their uh-huh. fucking minds. Absolutely. So you have to kind of do this. Okay, Chris, you got to go. How much is it going to cost? We're going to let you save some face. And and you you back off respectfully, yeah. and we leave it at that. I mean, I guarantee you, the man has a job in the championship next year. Whoever fires the coach, be, which I is half of the championship. I told I told you earlier on the phone. I wouldn't doubt if he ended up so, somewhere like Bournemouth, or mm-hmm. if he took over at Newcastle once they fucked this up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I certainly see I certainly see him getting a job right away. But now that being said, all right, team, here's your opportunity. You know new manager bump, and it's not like the Hickenbop doesn't know how to manage a professional side. He's done it before, and and they just showed nothing. No a care, lo- a lot no of those, nothing. A lot of players, though, will have gotten their chance under Chris Wilder in the first place, and then when they came <sighs> up, it's not like he overhauled the squad. He stuck with them and believed in them. So the for, for a manager to do that as a newly promoted Premier League club last season and perform the way they performed, a lot of these players will owe their careers, the highlights of their careers, they will owe to Chris Wilder. And for everything to happen in the uh, in the way that it did, the deal not to be done until Friday, right? Announced right. Saturday afternoon. Right. You got to play on Sunday. The incoming boss, uh, even though he's a caretaker, he's the U23 manager. Right. The the caretaker would have had no time to work with the squad at all. Right. So it's all these, I'd like us to do this, but Chris did that, or what were you guys doing? Because we need to just, we need to piece something together for tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it, it's like when, you know, Tegan, as a three-year-old, used to carry puzzles over. <laughs> a couple pieces missing. Yeah. By the exactly. time it got to me. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. So it was it was a struggle and it showed and again the cold bloodedness of Jamie fucking Vardy just ripped them to shreds. Uh nice nice win for Lester also the goal differential doesn't hurt. That always Correct. helps as well. Absolutely. I feel terrible for <laughs> Alex McCarthy. Yeah. The goalkeeper. Yes, yes, I know. I feel terrible. It's not McCarthy. It's Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Yeah. Aaron also. Aaron Alex Ramsdale. McCarthy is the Southampton, Southampton goalkeeper. Yeah. Fuck me. They, uh, I'm so tired. I can't wait till the season's over. Heard. I need a break. <laughs> it's been so much fucking football. I can't keep anything straight anymore. Aaron Ramsdale. I feel terrible for him. Two seasons in a row, he'll have a relegation on his CV. Yep. And I think he's a decent keeper. I don't, I don't think he got, he's, na- he got named to the England U21s today. I don't think he's Nick Pope good. I don't think he's even Jordan Pickford good. Mm-hmm. Old T-Rex. I, but I think he's a decent and a serviceable goalkeeper. Um, at Premier League level, and he's just being hung out to dry left and right. Um, sorry, Nick. I can now comfortably say with Wilder gone, unless you like beat Manchester City, 
we're not fucking talking about Sheffield anymore. It's done. They're going down. I don't see where they're going to show any effort. They're going down regardless. I don't see where they're going to show any effort. I think it's going to be a lot of slaughters the rest of the way. I don't even think it's going to be spunky one nothing losses, which is at least what it was under Wilder. <laughs> it's just going to be spunk. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> um, Chelsea, Chelsea hold all the possession. But Leeds honestly had the better opportunities. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Uh, Kai Havertz had himself a bit of a stinker. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he could have done a lot better. Has the great game against Everton, then has a clunker against Leeds. <laughs> yeah, and was it Bamford that missed from like inside the six or something, mm-hmm. put it over, and then uh, conveniently got hurt later? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, it looked like a very awkward landing. Yeah, it um, did. and and for Leeds, you hope you hope that he'd be back quickly. Right. Um. Uh. With that. But yeah, it was it was a pretty entertaining game, but it it lacked the final ball. Um, yeah. I think I can only think of maybe three saves between Meslier and um, Mendy's and little Mendy, crazy the, the fingertips that hit the uh, upper hit the bar, Yeah, but then also the one where he had dove past the ball and uh, a deflection brought yeah. it back, and he strong left hand as he's falling away. Yep, um, to just pat it straight down, and I think it was Cesar Aspilicueta cleared. Yeah, cleared it right out. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic uh, from those two goalkeepers. The couple of times they were called on, uh, they were absolutely switched on and got it done. Um, another kind of weird performance from Rafinha. Yeah, again, it's what I like. What I told you last uh, the past couple of weeks, where I think we've got a superstar in our hands. We have to remember it's his first season in the Prem. Yep. So there's going to be ups, ups and downs. And, downs. Yeah. So just, and then normally by the second season, it all clicks. My big thing with him is, is it's already seeming to start to click, but we got to remember again, first season in the Prem for this mm-hmm. guy. And, and abbreviated season and this, that, the other with a, a regular routine, regular rest between games, all that kind of stuff. You may see the best out of him. He may be fucking exhausted Yeah, because <clears throat> never had to run like this before. Bielsa drives his teams into the ground. That is the 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 reputation that he came with. What was it, Marseille or whoever, was leading PSG even mm-hmm. through the first part of the season. They got to the last week of February, first week of March, and didn't win a game for like 14. And, and PSG overtook them with ease, and, uh, and Marseille were just fucked. If it was Marseille, I'm pretty sure that's right. Bielsa, um, much like your much like your wife likes to boycott things, and since he doesn't have the boycott, uh, doesn't have the bucket, he's now boycotting his little step stool and continues to just squat because it's not the bucket. Correct. Yeah. Except he sticks to his guns. My wife and, does not. And then yells at the ground. Yells at the ground a lot. There's yeah. so much ground yelling. He just I can't looking remember down, what it was when we played them a few weeks ago. I can't remember what it was, but something happened that he yelled at somebody or held the ball too long or did something like, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly the circumstance, but he, he was nearer the fourth official close to Arteta's box. Something happened. He walked away yelling, <laughs> talking to himself to the other side of the box, mm-hmm. walked back yelling and talking to himself and then kept walking into our technical area, apologized to Arteta and then yeah. just walked back mumbling to himself again <laughs> to his. It was like, not exactly sure what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, we don't need to expand upon it too much, but just kind of a, a, a thought of uh, the difference of leads when they have Calvin Phillips in the lineup when they don't. It's unreal what they're able to be defensively. Their their stoutness, just their alertness. They seem to be more awake and alert when he's on the pitch just in front of them. It's like the biggest security blanket in the world, it seems. I, I 
the second line of my notes for this game was Leeds actually defended pretty resolutely for once. Yeah. And it's all down to exactly what you say, Calvin Phillips being in the lineup. Yeah. It's just something about him in front of the two center backs fixes everything mm-hmm. for them. Yep. And if he's not there, it's normally a mess. It's right. just very noticeable. Uh, now, moving on to the final match of this little segment, the Manchester United and West Ham. Um, there's damp squib. there's well, yeah, there's good moys and there's bad moys. <laughs> this is ferryman moys. <laughs> this is you have to understand moys is going to play a certain way against big clubs. Mm-hmm. He's going to pack it in and he's going to sit back. Well, the other problem and is he didn't have Lingard. Right, right. Uh, that hurt. That certainly certainly hurt. But they against City they were clinical. Right. They mm-hmm. only had a few opportunities. They were very clinical. Against United, they only had a few opportunities. And they never put a shot on net. Right. So, um, again, for West Ham fans, take to go with the bad because if it's not Moyes with this team, you're probably not battling for a Champions League spot right now. Right. Um, Agreed. And remember when you had Billich and you had the really good year, but then things went to shit, and then you had to bring in Big Sam and, well, uh, Big Sam and David Moyes in some different combinations, and then you bring on Pellegrini, and then there's a really kind of expansiveness to it, then it all went to shit again. Don't start yelling and screaming that the football isn't attractive under Moyes. This is what you get, but he's typically giving you results. Right. So there's only two places he hasn't: Sunderland <laughs> and Manchester United. Yeah, that's it. So and then he hasn't really managed much out of there outside of that. Other than that, he gets fucking results. Now for for them, really, what it comes down to is this coming weekend is huge where mm-hmm. they face uh, Arsenal. It's huge for both of you. Yep. And then the other big one for them too will be when they face Everton. You know, it's like yep. when they face those teams right around them, they need to get results. Losing to the teams just in front of them, not the end of the world. I love how, Melissa, we, with a little less style this weekend, playing uh-huh. against Manchester United, he went from David for the last six weeks. Yeah. We both of us referred to him as David this week. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely back to David Moyes this week. <laughs> Well, because that's what you get with Moy's ball, you know? When you're good, you're David. When you're not, eh, um, you're just you're David. Just David. One, one, yeah. last, one last question <laughs> to wrap this up. So United finds themselves sitting in second. Do they deserve it? Uh, I think they do. I mean, the results speak for themselves. There's, there's you know, the as they say, the old cliche, the league table doesn't lie. Um, I, again, one of the the couple of pundits on on um, on SiriusXM FC uh, today were, was talking about exactly this question, and mm-hmm. it was kind of the consensus that Ole has brought some level of consistency to Manchester United, a level of calmness that maybe they didn't have <laughs> under previous managers because they were weighted down by the expectation of Manchester United. David Moyes, Louis Van Gaal, Jose yeah. Mourinho. This is the pinnacle of life for them where Solskjaer been there and done it already. Right. Just brought this level of calmness to them and inclusiveness where Paul Pogba got tired of hearing your shit every week. Right. (laughs) And fucked off. Big surprise, right? He wants to feel loved and appreciated. And Ole does that for him. Right. And he has played better. Yeah. Yeah. Since since Ole's arrival. And Manchester (sighs) United have been better for it. Big surprise. One of the best midfielders in the world. Feels appreciated. He plays well yeah. when he's fit. So I don't think they're going to win a league title, but I think they're going to consistently be a big six team again. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Does that make sense to you? I, f- I feel like they're opportunistic this season. Yeah. They've found, they found the way to win the games they need to win when they need to win them. Right. And then they piss off and, you know, have draws against fucking Palace. Like, they, it's right. like... So they still have the they they still have the bang your head against the wall going. We're fucking Manchester United. We should be better than this. At least when they need to get the points, they get the points. I'm uh, I'm gonna go on a kind of a crazy one here. Despite the uh, tie from Chelsea this past week, I see Chelsea leapfrogging both Leicester and Manchester United and finishing in second because mm. I feel like they're gonna get results. That is a bit of a. Uh-huh. Jump. Yeah, it is. But they're they're I mean Chelsea, we we didn't say and we're contractually obliged to. That's now ten straight uh yeah. without a loss for Thomas uh Tuchel. Uh, that was about what I was that, that's exactly what I was about to say was go, please tell me the last time Chelsea has lost. Yep. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league and oh, so that happened. Villa won, Newcastle won. Palace 1, West Brom 0, Burnley 2, Everton 1. In the barn burner of the week, uh, Manchester City 3, Fulham 0, Brighton 2, Southampton 1, Liverpool 1, Wolverhampton 0. How about that? Liverpool finally gets a W. Big smash and grab draw for Newcastle. I, I, it wasn't a necessarily entertaining game, but you felt like once uh, there was the own goal that it was done and dusted. It wasn't an own goal. Start there. It was an own goal. Ali Watkins scored the goal. You saw my lines on DUFC. Yeah. On Ali Facebook. Watkins scored the goal. Thank uh-huh. you. A- except, that ball for, was, except for he didn't. But okay. That ball was bound for the top corner. You saw my lines on Facebook. It's, Ali Watkins was the blue one. The red one was the deflection. They were both on target. How about we talk about the game and not your uh, bet missing? No. I only want to talk about this. That's the only thing interesting <laughs> that happened the entire game. Yeah, and right. The, that the, Martinez had his clean sheet stolen, but so other for than the first that, eighty-six that minutes, fuck all happened. It was fuck yeah. all. There was nothing really. going on. Yeah, I agreed. Um, it was it was a it was a very trap affair. And honestly, it was a half chance at best. The ball that got played in Ollie Watkins. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit fortunate. Yeah, that that even happened. And then uh, uh, Lascelles with a Hulk smash header. Which is funny because considering and, how and, uh, stop it, how stop. good that center defense has been on set pieces this season, just kind of amazing to see a center back get that wide open for a small uh, Hulk smash header, as you would like to put it. You know, yeah. I was just very surprised. It was like, wait, hold on, they scored there? Hey, no, it was a, it was a weird angle for yeah. sure. But and Mar- Martinez was hung out to dry; he couldn't get to it. It yeah. was it was a fantastic oh, it header. Was, it was a wide open header. It was brilliant. But the, it was a and, and the worst part is Steve Bruce looks so fucking chum with himself walking off the field. <laughs> got a point. It's like, it, oh god. You know what? Keep keep thinking like that because exactly. It, trust me, what you're doing on the pitch is not saying much. Oh, and by the way, you've got Brighton next. So right. let's see what you do in the next match because that match means fuck all. The next one is what means everything. Means everything. Yeah, precisely. Hundred percent. Really, not much else to say. Uh, the second one here too. Well, not we can much. Talk about Traore. He's uh, going to oh, be yeah. out for a bit. They're calling yeah. it a shoulder injury, but. It Looked like he broke his ribs. Yeah, that that guy going. I don't know if you saw it going so fast. Yeah, and then gets to the end, and is either going to hit the little wall or the big wall. Jumps over the little wall, but then smacks into the advertising board on his ribs and was pulled out of the game. Yeah, wow, right into it. Yeah, Yeah. they're calling it a shoulder injury, but the little wait, the advertising board is the little wall, isn't it? Jumped over that and and then then hit hit the the other one. Oh, hit the gate. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It was. It was nasty. All right, yeah, that was right. the only other interesting thing that happened. Sorry, I that's almost not fun. I was looking up the injury when uh That's not fun. 
if ever there was a palace that palace could palace, a Luka Milivojevic yeah, penalty no for a one nothing win. No shit. <laughs> um, I wrote West two, Brom are garbage. I wrote two things. <laughs> palace safe. West Brom going down. Yeah, West Brom's done. And and again, I, I, I it's. <sighs> And, you know, I know we have a few West Brom listeners. Please reach out and give us your thoughts because I'd I'd love to hear them. Um, I I blank- thought they'd started off pretty adventurously. West well, Brom. They they do every week right now. I, it's you got a square to fit into a round hole when you got Sam Allardyce. You got the wrong fucking guy. As much as he's the quote savior of keeping teams up, except for that one time he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. The I I just don't get where. This was the right guy for the job, and I'd like I said, I'd love to hear from from some West Brom supporters just because it's got to be frustrating because the pieces are there to be a good enough team, and even if you are going down, you'd like to see yourself going down, looking like there's a message. We, we, to talk, come right we back talked up. about this with with Daniel Farka last year. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. teams go down, even if Fulham, Fulham's a perfect example. They're still in the relegation zone despite how well they're playing at the yeah, moment. Precisely. Despite Pep Guardiola's comments about Scott Parker and how he dresses in his hair, which will come to shortly. Yes. <laughs> yep. Mel, it happened. The beauty standards industry has finally reached the male side, and uh, Pep Guardiola feels very insignificant as it, it relates to Scott Parker. <laughs> in fairness, we all do. <laughs> That's true. He does have a weed, uh, chiseled chin, doesn't he? They, it, it just, I mean, last year, Scotty Norwich, Parker could get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, do what you want. You always go to Florida. Yeah. I go hang out with I, Milo. I heard there's a, a, a seminar <laughs> that you can attend with, with an evangelical preacher at the front. The, the idea is, is that you're supposed to at least show some fight, some pride, some effort, some desire. Norwich last season went down without a whimper. Yeah. Right, they they got fucking blown out. We're gonna see it with two teams this season mm-hmm. in Sheffield United. We've already talked about and West Brom because Sam's already got a foot and a half out the door at the minimum. Oh God, yes. Um, then you see what Fulham's doing. They may still go down, Fulham, but they're fucking fighting for their lives, and you could tell. Yeah, that they're fighting for their lives. Well, Fulham is something. Fulham that's is Villa. an idea, right? Fulham that, is Villa of last year. That's something that is going to save Scott Parker's job. Oh God, yeah. Right. If if they do go down, he's gonna stay with them, bring them right back up, and they may now establish themselves. Yeah. Uh, as a, as a Premier League team, so we'll we'll see what happens. But it's just it's absolutely pitiful from West Brom at the moment. There's there's no finishing. There's nobody to get on the end of anything. Dianya so far is a is a, a shit signing. He hasn't done fuck all with his blue hair. The the that's not a point. I don't care that his hair is blue. You do what you want, mate. It's just a distinguishing feature. Right. Uh, the <laughs> Ainsley Mate Niles has has done well to come in, and he's he's been their best player um, since signing for them in uh, on loan from Arsenal in January, in my opinion. Connor Gallagher hasn't done fuck all. It, it's just down the line. John Stone will will find himself a backup job in the Premier League if they go down, if he wants to. But that's it. I mean, yeah. he, he's not going to walk into another team and be a starter. No, probably not. Despite the fact that he's played well. If I was him, I'd go down with the team just to keep playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Because he's young. I'd, I'd just keep playing. 100%. But I'm saying the, the best he could do other than that is a backup job for yeah. somebody. And um, it's, just, it, it's just trash. West Brom right now, you got to stop the rot first. Right. It's they're not, not doing it. They're not doing it. They're just not doing it. Uh, Palaces puts them at 37. This pretty much puts them safe. 
they're, yeah, they're, they're I, in the clear. I would agree with that. They're they're in the clear, which now means which now means uh, old Roy Boy will put in like just put the brakes on and not let them do anything, and they'll just fuck off the rest of the year. Yeah, 100%. which is unfortunate because with the young talent they have, they should probably let them play and be a little more expansive and see what you have. And it's okay if you lose one four nothing because you let your fucking kids run. But instead, you'd rather lose one nothing, and that's what's going to happen the rest of the fucking way. Unfortunately, yep. uh, moving on to Burnley and Everton. I. <laughs> I'd like to what a game. I, I I mean I'd like to say that like <laughs> Everton were shit, but Everton had opportunities, especially right off the jump. But this was the most exciting game of the weekend. <laughs> it was fucking great, hands down. I mean, for biased reasons, the Arsenal one was good, but the uh, the <laughs> it, and it was a good game right. mostly because we dominated it. <laughs> Hashtag winners. Heard. Um, <laughs> But th- this game was end to end. It was like watching a basketball game. I mean, it was it was just nonstop fucking action. Frustrating to see that they scored their first goal exactly the way they scored their first goal, their goal against us earlier in December mm-hmm. by uh, by high pressure, getting a ball off of uh, uh, Tom Davies twice, and then uh, push it forward for the quick goal. Uh, we have to take a second. We all talk about Lamella's goal. Dwight McNeil. That's a worldie. Fuck I mean, hell. fuck <laughs> me. Mate. Woo! We want to talk about Bruno Fernandez's little floater against Everton. Fuck that. McNeil's was a bullet. (laughs) That was sick. This was bent with all of the audacity of a Renaissance painter. (laughs) It was absolutely beautiful. Fucking fantastic. It's an it was artistry in motion. And you again, Ronaldinho eat your heart out. You couldn't have held the ball in the corner any better. No. It hit both the post and crossbar at the exact (laughs) same time. It was fantastic. This is what West Brom need to take a look at, fitting a, a, a round peg in a square hole, because mm-hmm. that was fucking gorgeous, mate. And then uh, um, Dominic uh, Calvert-Lewin uh, uh, gets one to uh, get the game a little bit tighter. Great header. Great. The problem was is he had five more opportunities like that and fucked them all right <laughs> off. Yep. That was the problem. Sure you, did. You, you got to hate when you have a ball floated over top of your head, right onto your foot, that all you got to do is tap in the back of the net and you like double touch it and kick it right into the game. It, it, it also ugh. wasn't totally his fault though. I mean, Everton didn't have as many chances. Burnley for large stretches of this game dominated the midfield. Um, um, we talked about missing Decore was going to be huge last week. You could tell. And yeah. you could tell that missing Decore yeah, turned out to be fucking huge. Yeah, Dave, Davies helped a little. I this was a match for me. Tune um, into our new stro, Sam Sadamas's. Yeah, Sam Stradamus. What is his name? Nostradamus, right? Yeah, no Sam Stradamus. So you'd yeah. be Sam Stradamus. There we go. I, uh, I, I, I would say this was a perfect <laughs> opportunity. Um, you know, I, I listened to um, my my team's does a podcast over here in the states, and. I listen to them regularly, and one of the hosts really, really loves him some uh, Awobi. And here for me was the perfect opportunity for Awobi to have a, a, a coming out party, like to really do something special, especially because you're looking at uh, a center back pairing in me and Tchaikovsky that are very resolute. And the only way you beat them is by getting them to shuffle their feet. How do you get them to shuffle their feet? You dribble at them. And Awobi never dribbled at anybody, which the last time I checked, it's what he loves to do. And he just didn't do it at it's all. what so, he did with us. Yeah, I mean, Love I, to dribble at there were plenty, plenty more poor performances, but that one drove me insane. But what's more important is we're having a very special moment here. We are. On the Drunk United Football Show as we welcome 
good friend and listener of the show and member of our fantasy football league. Who I beat this week. And that's also part of the reason why we're doing this. <laughs> Alberto, how you doing, brother? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Yeah, so great. So you've, um, how many have you lost in fantasy now? How many weeks in a row? <laughs> like, like eight now eight, eight in a row eight in a row oh, man yikes uh, but, um, I'm this. if I'm, if I'm if I'm thinking correctly I think the last time he won was me and he's beaten me both times he's played me so you need to play me again desperately apparently um to, oh, yeah, to, no, to <laughs> um so <laughs> you had talked about needing the uh needing malort in your life so I recommended why don't you just go out and buy yourself a bottle and well Gosh darn it! If you didn't go out and buy yourself a bottle of Malort, so oh, I did. Yeah. Uh, so you have a uh, shot poured before you there, my good friend. Oh, I have it ready here. I All just right. wanted to. I was waiting to open it, so didn't know if you guys could uh, could hear it. I'll wait for the you know nice. breaking the seal. Here it comes. Very good. Um, excellent. Pouring it down. All right, oh, I've got God. mine poured as well. Smells like an eight game losing streak. Oh, it's really bad. It's really, really, trust me. So when you're ready to do the shot, I've got mine hoisted and ready to go. And we'll cheers together. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. I am glad to take you on your maiden voyage of uh, Malort, my good friend. Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, this is sad. I'm waiting for that. Mm. Yeah. So what's your initial thoughts? <laughs> Alberta, are you there? Ready to call nine one one? I'm here. It's not bad. It's... No, I take that back. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> See, yeah, every the, every uh, time, every person, every person that does it, they're like, oh. okay, it's really bitter. It's really bitter. It's not that bad. And then the bile comes, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, uh. is that throw up in my mouth? I taste every like every person. Uh, I will tell you, it's yeah. funny. I mentioned the bile. I mentioned the bile, and the bile taste finally came up in my throat. So clearly, I'm getting way too used to the fucking taste of this yeah. shit. But yeah, that no, is it, it, it is bad. No, when, when I went to go pick this up on this weekend, I went. I had to go. I had to drive like two cities down just to find it because it's again living in Texas. I guess it's not too not too easy to find, but. I found a place I was uh, selling it. Walk up to the first guy, like, "Hey, what do I find the the malort?" He's like, "The what? The malort?" He's like, "No, I understood what you said. I just, I just don't know why you're looking for that." <laughs> I was like, "Well, you know, Brilliant. long story short, I'm gonna, I'm on a losing streak in the in the fantasy league." And uh, he's like, "All right, well, follow me this way." And as we're walking by, he's walking by other other employees there. He's like, "Hey, this guy's about to buy malort," and they're just laughing at me. He's like, "I guess." Yeah. I don't know. Was there a bell ringing? Like, the club. Was there a bell ringing yeah. and the guys going "Dead man walking"? <laughs> yeah. Dead exactly. man walking. <laughs> so fantastic. Well, oh. if you if uh, if you feel so uh, froggy, uh, do know that every single time Everton loses, of course I do a shot on the show. But our our boy Taylor, he also has a bottle and he throws back a shot mm-hmm. every every Monday night, knowing that. I'm throwing back a shot as well. So please feel free to join the club and throw up those uh, pictures on uh, Drunk United FC. Um, hopefully the winning streak, uh, you finally get off the, the the slide and have a win in fantasy. But 
Um, welcome to the club, man. So you now had the uh, opportunity to enjoy the loveliness that is Malort. Well, this is a historic moment for me. I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> cherish this one, and we'll remember it for years and years and years. Excellent. So. All right, we'll talk to you. <laughs> talk to you soon, brother. Have a great night. Hey, right, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, man. Bye. Have a good one. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> I uh, I love everything about right. that. Mel, Mel, you have to isolate the moment of which <laughs> we clapped. <laughs> that was amazing. I love everything the, about it. That was the I just every, held back throw up. Every person. <laughs> it's not that bad. Oh. And then once again, find Drunkard United FC on Facebook. Because Taylor's boy, <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, uh, did his video um, and, and shared it into the group. And that was the same thing. Oh, it's not that. Yeah, it is. Ugh. He went, he went, <laughs> it's not that bad. B-A. Did not get out the D and went, nope, yep, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is lovely. Uh, it, it sneaks up on people. So we did, uh, uh, speaking of this and maiden voyages, uh, one of the workers at Mount Airy mm-hmm. liquors the other day, uh, who we have an open bottle of Malort in the office. Oh, fabulous. Um, for people that haven't uh, given it a go yet. Yeah, like, oh, well, you uh, need to try this. One of their employees, Jen, mm-hmm. um, is a, a, a friend of mine, and she fancies Malort. I don't fancy it, but I can do it because I've had a lot of practice. <laughs> right. If somebody and says, let's do a shot of Malort, I can do it. I'm doing it, yeah. I mean, I break, I break it. it out at parties now just to fuck with people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and so he... A guy Fred that works there was like, "What's Malort? Never had it." And we're like, "Doing this," <laughs> and uh, he's old, and uh, he didn't take it very well. Moving on to Manchester City and Fulham, uh, City's cruising. They're just they're fucking cruising. Yeah, it, Fulham for all of their hard work, right? The first half was no no. Yeah, and F- Fulham defended for their lives. So organized, well done. City just the cream roast at the top. It just right. is what it is. What are you going to do? For Fulham, you, okay, it's unfortunate that uh, Newcastle gets a draw and that Brighton get a win. Look past that. Doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Doesn't yeah. matter. Do, got to keep your blinders on. You're on the home stretch. You've you've got a Leeds team coming to town that does not win in London. Get three points. Correct. Worry about, worry about this one. Don't, Absolutely. City, you were supposed to lose. You lost three nothing. You wish it would have been two. Correct. You know, that fucking move move on and forget that it happened. And for city, the the way Scott Parker's going right now, I think that'll be the case. And according to Pep Guardiola himself, Mel, this is, this is that bit. Yes. Uh, According to Pep Guardiola himself, that he was a little nervous going out on the touchline facing off against Scott Parker because he's younger and more attractive because of the way he dresses and his full head of hair. Because Pep used to be known oh. as the fashionista of the Premier League. Did you notice his coat? Who's Scott Parker? Yeah, it's just the gray version like a, of the black was, one. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was a kind of a blazer that's padded and uh-huh. tailored, and it's just and it's hot. It, I you, it, anytime it, it, I walk hot. by sorry. the TV and I warm. see Scott Parker, <laughs> I look over and I'm just like, oh. And then Sam goes, "It's not the game; they're just teasing it." I'm like, oh, well, call me when it is, because yeah. you know. Hey, pause that. How's that? <laughs> Grealish hasn't been around lately. Cash has got a hamstring. Got to get eye candy somewhere. Four God. words. Parker can get it. I'm just Any saying. Time. Maddie Cash has a hamstring. <laughs> the other philosophical <laughs> genius. Yeah. Yeah. All of us have hamstrings, Mel. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean. Injury. I get I it. I know what it was. I just got distracted <laughs> thinking about Parker. It's kind of like Alberto with the, uh, with the <laughs> shot. He just can't finish a sentence because, you know. 
distractions. Because yeah. <laughs> Malort. Uh, <laughs> desperately needed three points from Brighton and to hold on to, to a game for once. Like, uh, Real quick. Oh, that's huge. Southampton failed to deceive in midweek as well. Mm-hmm. We're doing city games together. Oh, that's right. I did forget to put that city game in. Yeah. That city game. In. Uh, Southampton did well to, to try and make it something. But five but to two. Once again, the cream rises to the top. Yeah. And city just decided to turn the style on, and that was the end of it. Oh, which, by the way, thank you, uh, Gabriel Jesus, for getting me a goal, which got me the win. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Follow uh, Drunkard United FC on Facebook. Yes. Ask to join the group. <laughs> Saint, uh, Saints still falling. Now, the Saints are even on points with Burnley, and here's what's kind of funny. I feel like Burnley's safe. I feel like the Saints aren't out of the woods yet. Because it's one team going one way and another team going the other way. That is uh, a fantastic stat. Um, they were pretty well safe before this slide. They have lost 10 out of their last 12. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily see them winning any of their next three. They could very much be in the conversation. Absolutely. I, so I they, think there's a big enough hole. that I mean, there's a big enough gap that they should be okay, but... The first 12 <laughs> games of the season-ish mm -hmm. around there may be the most important 12-game stretch of a team in the Premier League ever. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because of the way that they've fallen like Brighton usually does <laughs> these last two, three oh, years. Oh, they're definitely pulling to Brighton right now. This this may be the most important 12-game stretch that, that Southampton's ever had in their history. Yep, could not agree more. Now the um, like how I backed off the whole league history and yes. just went to Southampton. Yes, just went to Southampton because uh, I thought about Brighton and I, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> finishing up with the final game, a uh, big win. Doesn't matter if it was ugly, good, bad, or indifferent. Liverpool desperately needed a win. Um, I funny thing is all thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Oh Jesus, to Rui to, Patricio uh, taking a knee from, uh, from Connor, Connor Cody, Cody from his own man. I he he went through him with his knee and it was just him wanting running one direction and Patricio coming out to save a ball in the other direction. And I you saw when the knee hit his head, he just fell back flat, like arms went limp and he just fell. Like it oh, was yeah. lights were fucking out. And you mm -hmm. have to wonder. Uh, I mean, it was a good 15 minutes before they got him off the pitch. You have to wonder, you know, they're thinking about what happened to uh, Raul Jimenez. Yep. Are you kind of holding and just making sure he's safe? Um, now, uh, unfortunate for him also being injured, uh, the goal that got scored, he should not have given up. Uh, Diego Jota on the near post that literally hit um, Patricio in the palm of his hand, mm -hmm. and he hit into the near side of the goal. Um, never get beat on your near post. Also, if the ball hits you in the middle of your palm, that's a ball you should save. That's just that's just goalkeeping 101. If it hits here, that thing goes wide. Especially, it goes away. It might get hit on a rebound, but it goes away. Especially on his strong arm. Mm -hmm. You yep, know what he's not doing? His homework. Wanking. <laughs> Very good. Um, Jota's obviously big for them. And uh, scoring against his old club, yep. obviously, which is huge. Um, that that's always joyful. Showed when, professionalism. When does that. Just 
little point to the sky and little high fives with his teammates. That's it. No that. big celebration. Yep. No nothing. Yeah. Didn't pull what we like to call a Rooney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kissing Did, the patch at the Gladys Street end. Yeah. Didn't do that. Didn't do an Adebayor. Yeah. Run 40 yards and slide in front of the away fans. Yeah, exactly. Dickhead. Uh, yeah. So that was good. It was, it, it was, it was good. Uh, funny thing is in all of this slide, the league is so tight. Liverpool still got a shot at Champions League. They do. Huh? It, it, it's it's tight at the top. It's tight at the bottom. The middle could also move. It's really funny. So we have three leagues right now. Yeah. We have, and then there's maybe one team in between. Yeah. Right. There's City. There's the top. Right. Just but the City title's done. I'm talking about yeah. Champions League. Yeah. So there's second through maybe sixth. Seth. I guess seventh even tops. Yeah. Uh, and then. Kind of seventh, also on the border through 11th, maybe. And then 15th, 16th, through down to the bottom of the table. Yeah. Well, really, the two bottom are done. Right. It's uh, 16 through 18. 15 through 18. Right around there. I would more say that um, it's second to 10th as far as like, because eight. Oh, thanks for including us, mate. Eighth, ninth, and tenth all still have a shot. Eighth, ninth, and tenth all still have a shot at sixth or seventh, right? There's ten. Ga- there's thirty fucking points available, right? And I feel I still like got a also, shot at fourth. I and I also feel like though that sixth and seventh still have a shot at the Champions League, even though they're probably going to be for Europe. But in that same regards, ninth and tenth could easily finish up in eleventh or twelfth. You know, I hear you. So that that's where that all goes to. I'd, if um, uh, if you give me more whiskey, though, uh, with thirty points available by the end of this, we may be finishing. What are we? Thirty forty one. Uh, we would only tie them if they lost everything and we won everything. That's okay. You're gonna lose. You're <laughs> gonna lose to West Ham and you're gonna lose to Liverpool in the next two. And we then can you'll still be, finish in second, and, you, and you'll be back to your uh, mid table problems. I'll let you have that one. Thanks. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time because we've already run an hour and it was kind of a shit weekend. So we need to keep this shit going. Easy. Uh, We all lost (laughs) and epically at that. We all lost epically. Um, If you'll just pass me the Dort Spirette Cup of Losers, Uh my bet lost, sir. Okay. But I still won. And that's how you fucking do it. Graham, an own goal and a quick hook got your feelings all blue. You're down $865. What do you have for us this week? I have a very, very concise bet of Brighton beating whoever they're playing. (laughs) I lost it. Newcastle. Newcastle. Brighton winning against Newcastle. I'm sorry. And then a Bamiyang to come roaring back and score against West Ham. Ah, In a parlay at plus just a measly 321. Ah, very good, very good. Um, mine says, uh, seriously, your defenses are both shit right there. Voila. Um, because they should have scored in the first fucking 15 minutes. Neither one of them did. And that's me feeding the couple losers. But more importantly, we got to go to our boy, Pat, who all he needed was a draw. A draw would have been a win. But nope, you got fucked over again, my friend. <laughs> and now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's pick of the week. Ouch. God, that hurts, doesn't it, buddy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, yep. But it's just the way it is. You, well, you know it's what you got The gotta, way it's rolling this year. You got to look at it is you lost your winnings from last week, right? Not that you yeah. dug yourself bigger in the hole. You just lost your winnings from last week. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you got for us this week? Uh, what loser do I have for you this week? <laughs> got it. What does everybody else want to vote the opposite of? <laughs> well, that's not going to that's not going to move very well for Sammy. But okay, let's get into it. Uh, uh, so last week didn't go so well, and I'm going to ride those two teams this Sunday as well. Uh, first, I'm going to take Arsenal minus a half a goal at plus 33. Actually, I'm parlaying this. Uh, I'm going to take it over 33 over West Ham. Uh, and then I'm going to take Tottenham again minus a half a goal at plus 122 over Aston Villa. And that will pay out uh, $417. And I'll still be down $1,158. <laughs> Most likely I'll be down. Most likely I'll be down $1,675. Very so. good. Very good. You know, you also, um, I'm not sure if you realize this, but when you mentioned uh, Tottenham beating uh, Villa, that's uh, Producer Mel's team. So you don't want to piss off oh. Producer Mel. Oh, no, he just oh, ensured our victory. I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, I'm good, for, I'm good for winning one of those two, so it'd probably be Arsenal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, because when you, I parlay. Well, especially because you win the first one and then watch the second one fail epically and just go, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. All yep. Right. You, got, right. you got me there. All right, brother. Well, hang in there. Stay away from the bookies. Don't get your kneecaps broken, and we'll uh, talk next week, okay? All right. Sounds good, guys. You have a good one. Right. You Bye. too, bro. All right. Take it easy. All right. I missed. So I'm now down 420. 420. Token. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh air. That sounds so unnatural. <laughs> well, that's... Yeah. It sounds just like your 69. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. Hey. Hey. I've done that before. All right. But that's okay. Because it's been documented in Vegas, Sam. Oh, here we go. When bro geckles call out my betting success <laughs> in a closed Facebook group, I am a mystifying 36, two and three big Sam's lock of the week. 26.6% of the time. It works 100% of the time. Your nickname's avalanche. <laughs> it's all going downhill. <laughs> You're doing worse than I am. Last time I checked, I'm still in the lead. I've got your double me. <laughs> sucker. Um, so anywho, um, you know what? It worked for me the last time. I'm betting with my heart, Mr. Graham. All right. Taking the FA Cup draw. I think City's going to look past us. Everton to win at plus 750. If this hits, I quit. <laughs> if this hits, I quit. Oh, my God. I would, uh, you know, hey. I'll never place another bet. Alan, Alan, and, Alan, I quit betting. Alan and Rob are ready to take over any second for you. <laughs> I would say Russ is probably ready to take over for you, too. You know, that was a pretty good segment. If it is boring. But we give you more. <laughs> we give you. You know what's not boring? Kitty the chicken. <laughs> well, Kitty missed with the irons, and so she sits at 14 and 15. Now, I went up to visit Kitty, and I noticed she had one blue wing and one red wing. That's odd. Very odd, especially since I was giving her Fulham hosting leads. But as I looked closer, I noticed a very small collar around her neck that said Puddin. Hold on. That's when I realized. Talking about some Harley Quinn here, huh? Yep. She's been spending time with her good beau, Margaret Robbie. 
and Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. No, y'all mess up. I all read this the names. cold. Hold no. on. Y'all Listen. mess up all hey. the names of footballers hey. when it comes to hot chicks. You don't fuck around with their first names. You'll mess up the queen's name. Okay. <laughs> she is a number one on the list of expected cheats. Do you want me to do my Rebecca Low voice? That'd be hot. I mean, no, because no. I mock her. <laughs> and then all you guys get so mad and it makes me giggle. Anyways, that's when I noticed, I realized she's been spending time with her good friend, Margot Robbie. And Margot is a huge Fulham supporter. So clearly, Kitty is taking Fulham to knock off Leeds. There we go. Do you know what I do know how to pronounce? What's that? <laughs> Please remember to always gamble legally. I, I was a hard music. Go. I'm making my fingers do two things at once. My mouth is running. I'm just going to say gamble legally and responsible and give up. Legal and responsible. Kill out the sound. Can't say Margot Robbie. I'm the best cold reader in the world. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. No, no, no retort. No retort. Graham, please go ahead and uh, talk about the uh, fantasy segment. Oh, fantasy segment. I what I would say if I met Margot Robbie in a bar. A fantasy? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, week twenty-seven obviously ended midweek last mm-hmm. week, uh, so I had to quickly just break these down. Um, I beat JB twenty-six eighteen. Russ and Smokey tied. Ray lost to Her Highness. Uh, Keith Kern had his best week ever, I think, at 67 points, uh, beating Geckel. You edged out Elliot. Uh, Allen. Finally, he's been whooping me every time. A ton of points, 69 points. Lost to Rob, who had 79 points. Rob's uh, been on fire lately. He has more as. Kenny beat out Alberto, 43-39. And, uh, and Taylor beat out uh, Firecock. Now, this week, um, I edged out Alberto 34-33 to continue my winning streak. Uh, Rob, Hence the Malort. Rob edged out uh, Firecock 24-18 in the most pitiful game of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Rob uh, scores 79 in one week and then 24 in the next. Yeah, you scratched your taint 54-48, to 48, or I'm sorry, 55-48. to 48. Right. Uh, Geckel beat out. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's very important. What's Taylor's team name this week? Uh, don't be a Conte. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, actually, give him credit. That's pretty good. Um, uh, Gecko uh, beat out Kenny Glenn 32 to 27. Her Highness won again over Allen 32 to 30. Smokey uh, lost to Elliot 28 to 25. JB absolutely dominated Keith 74 to 29. And then Russ edged out Ray. Thank you, my friend. 40 to 23. Russ been on fire lately. That gives us a standings of Ray in first place with 59 points. Me jumping up to second in a just a, a fucking, you know, okay. home stretch outside fucking horse. Yeah, you're running. in second. Keep, keep it running. Killing Let's- it. 52 points, only seven points behind. Allen down to third at 51. <laughs> JB up to fourth at 49. Keith down to fifth at 48. Her Highness in sixth at 48. Tied She's with Elliot. charging back up. Tied with Elliot in seventh place on points. She has a better goal differential uh, of 48 points. Rob up to eighth on 45. You, sir, in ninth on 44. 
Smokey dropped to 10th, also on 44. You have a better goal differential. Uh, don't be a Conte on 37 and 11th. Alberto with 33 and 12th. Russ on 32 and 13th. Geckle, finally his points are showing some, uh, uh, you know, results. 27 uh, points there on 14th place. Firecock down um, to 15th on 25. And in the golf relegation battle, Kenny rounds out the league in 23rd. Uh, so just one game separates them uh, going into the final 10. Excellent. Well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, Sammy, any parting words this week? Happy St. Paddy's Day, everybody. Yes. First and well, foremost. Happy St. what? Paddy. Thank you. Day. Yeah. P-A-D-D-Y. Yes. Patty is Patricia. Right. Paddy is Parg. Yes. Okay. Or Patrick. You say it every year. I just like to always make you say it. I know. It's Paddy. You going to wear your skirt with no panties again? Probably. Okay, cool. nothing else to do. I'll come over and molest you. And that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, Next up is injury time, where we're going to preview the weekend's action, including the FA Cup as well, the quarterfinals. And uh, also on the great show of injury time, if you were a subscriber last week, you would have heard of the story of why I sexually assaulted Sam Graham (laughs) in his skirt with no panties on. And Sam, if you wanted to find injury time, how would one go about doing that? I want to first clarify that all you have to do is listen to our intro theme song. Mm-hmm. This week, I did not smell of Malort, but I do always look great in shorts. What's similar to shorts? Skirts. Mm-hmm. I've got nice legs. Mm-hmm. I attract the men's. Mm-hmm. And the men's sometimes tend to touch. <laughs> Especially when they've had a lot of Jack Honey and uh, Lipton tea. Uh, so you can find that show uh, and all of those stories at www.patreon.com backslash Show. And sign up to one of the top two tiers to make sure you get the extra content. He was having a little trouble getting through that one because he was blushing. I was <laughs> true. The blood rushed right to me cheeks. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, till next week. Good night. Slanja. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Malort, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Don't you get